Follow us at Adult Out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and email us at outtoadult at gmail.com. Please keep liking us, sharing us. The more people, the m- this is very time consuming for me. The more fans we have, the happier Catherine is. The happier Catherine is, but also the more content I can create for you. I've heard from some of you and you like it and I'm going to keep doing this as long as I can. Anytime you hear an episode or a topic that you think is relevant to someone in your life, share it with them, please. I, my goal is to help somebody out there. That's my goal. And hopefully you laughed along with us as we've told some of our stories in our life lessons. But yeah, the whole point of me starting this podcast is because I think there's a lot of folks out there who could use just a little bit of guidance and I don't have all the answers, but like I've lived a lot of life and I do have a lot of answers because I've had to go through too much by myself. It's the gayest part of your day. Sit back and grab a shot and All right, let's just casually segue into Amy's coming out story. That's zero percent of a casual segue, but I know. But if you say it, it's true. The only background you need to know for Amy's coming out story is that she and I used to date for about a yearish. It depends who you ask. Details are fuzzy, and we met five and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Take it away, Amy. Yeah, so it all goes back to the date of my birth. <laughs> when I came out of my mother's vagina, 5 p.m. on a Tuesday. Um, no, I think I always laugh. My cousin, when I was from my 20th birthday, my cousin made me a video, like a video montage of like me through the years. And I've watched it a few Was t- it set to Spice Girls? No, but that would have been legit. Yeah. And I always laugh looking back because I was such a tomboy growing up. Like I always read lesbian yeah aka still am i always play with the boys i always wore you know shorts and jeans and i never wore dresses unless i had to for like school i went to a private christian school i my parents were super religious had to wear dresses to church on sunday so growing up my parents just thought oh she just likes to play with the boys and that's what i thought even when i was in i think it was like second or third grade there was one of the kids was leaving like changing schools and they had a picture of all the boys on like the jungle gym and there was a debate between the teachers like should we have amy join this photo too like that's how really? like the that's boys photo. the boys photo that's how like like i always played like whatever sports the boys were playing like wall ball or kickball i never played like four square i never like any of that i was always with the boys like even as i was like getting older like i was wanting to like play whatever sports they were playing and, you know, things like that. And so as I got older, like in high school, I remember like kind of having crushes on boys, but having my first like gay thought when I was, I don't know, 15, 16, like freshman, sophomore. And I remember coming home and thinking like, like just absolutely sobbing in the shower. Like, I can't be gay. I'm not gay. This isn't okay. My parents are going to freak out. Like, I can't, like, I can't, I won't, I can't, I won't. Right. Mm-hmm. And so... I like I shoved those feelings to the back of my mind for like literally another 10 ish years. Yeah, literally. Literally. I finished high school. Like I went to the prom with a boy I had a crush on. 
I, you know, went to junior college. I had a crush on a boy. I would tell all my friends, like, oh, this boy, he's so cute, and I have a crush on him. And it wasn't until I, like, moved to Chico, which is, like, a kind of a tiny town in Northern California. Big party school. Big party school. And that was when I was like, well, maybe girls are a thing. Like, maybe, you know, maybe I'll just, I'll just give it a college try. Like, I'll... I'll think about it a little bit more in depth. Like, I'll try and, like, find, like, a gay bar, maybe. Um, I'm going to start watching The L Word, and that's really intriguing to me. I'm going to start drinking craft beers. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm still going to be super tomboyish and think that I might have a chance with boys, but realistically, I would just always put them in, like, the friend zone, which I don't like that term Anyway, that's like the best way I can describe it is like, I would like them from a distance. Like I would never let mm-hmm. them like get close and never like, I want like one date. No pen- penetration. Zero, <laughs> zero <laughs> penetration. I want one date literally with a man and it ended in a handshake. Oh, was it your grandfather? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and he super liked me and I was like, oh, well, you're not terrible (laughs) oh no um okay and i think like in that moment i like i wanted to maybe date him but Mm -hmm. i was also like terrified i didn't know why i was terrified i just knew that i i didn't want it to advance but did you maybe want to date him because you liked him or because of societal pressures telling you that you should probably want to date him oh 100 percent the societal pressures because even my friend like was like oh you should bring him to my wedding and i was like oh my oh, parents God, no my parents will see him with a man <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. that's so great then like, they'll expect this yeah and that's what they want right like that's mm-hmm. i think there's so much pressure for people who are you know, brought up in like the conservative religious background of like, oh, this is what my parents want. So that's what I should probably do. Right. Like it's not so much I want to do that. I think we get that even if you don't have a conservative background. I think children just the way we're socialized, we try and impress our parents or we try and live up to the the standards that we think our parents have of us instead of finding our own path. And I think sometimes that's why people take forever to learn what they themselves actually want. Oh, I 100% agree. Like, I'm pretty sure I became a business major to make my dad happy. <laughs> like, looking back, I was like, did I really want to do that? Or did I just no. think he liked no, that? No, you did not. You probably wanted to major in gender studies at Colby College. That's probably what I wanted to do with Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I remember like starting to think about the L word and starting to think like, oh, well, Maybe I just need to get it out of my system. Like I need to go on a date with a woman. I need to like kiss a woman. I need to have that experience. And then it'll all go away and I can date men and have the happy little family my parents want me to have and have the kids and have the white picket fence Mm -hmm. and everything will be great. And every woman experiments in college. So I think that that could be fine. That would be allowable. Like, oh, you must have just had a bad week. And that's why you made out with Cindy. Yeah. You just had a moment. It's Mm -hmm. fine. Just Mm -hmm. pray about it. God will forgive yeah. you, and now here we are. You're married. It's fine. It'll like, be fine. Yeah. So, so the subject of your husband's wet dreams. <laughs> yeah. For real. Who's also closeted. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't until I was out of college, I was living back home, and I was having more and more feelings of like, what it like, what would it be like to be with a woman? Like, how, like how would that look? How would that feel? How would I feel? And I had this moment before I ever came out, like, 
if I end up with a woman, I will never wonder what it's like to be with a man. But if I end up with a man, I will always wonder what it would have been like to be with a woman. And that was like what I like held on to for a really long time was like, I can't think this way, but live this way. Mm -hmm. That's deep. Yeah. And very telling. Exactly. And that's like what I was like, oh, well. And you still to that point had no actual experience with women. Correct. Not even a single date. Zero. Nothing. Zero. Nothing. And so, but I held on to that thought for at least a couple of years. And then. And and this is the damage done to children brought up in conservative cultures, by the way. This is just appalling that she's now repressed her identity for a decade. Yeah. hundred percent. And I remember for like months, years, I was like, well, I, I just feel this way, but like I was brought up this way and my parents think this way and I don't know what I should do or how to act. I think it may be important to note that Amy is an only child to Mm -hmm. older adults, older Mm -hmm. parents. And so she's it. Yeah. You know, all the eggs are in her basket. Literally. And 100% like, I was like, I don't want to like let my parents down. I don't want to crush their hopes and dreams because their hopes and dreams is a nice young Christian man who I marry and settle down with and have kids with. And that's what you're supposed to do. So I had that pressure. Not only is that what you're supposed to do, that is the only available option, clearly. Period. Yeah, exactly. So when I was 20, I don't know, 26, it was it was like February of 2015. I met this person on Twitter and we started like chatting and like um, messaging back and forth. And she was gay, clearly from like, her posts and stuff and we started like texting each other through like instant message on twitter and that led to like actual texting and i was like oh i i like this person like yeah i really like i have a crush on this like person who's female and i like her and that led to like more texting and like legitimately deep conversations and i was like i you know i've never really dated someone And she didn't know that I wasn't out to anyone in my life. And is this the first person that you ever really had these deep conversations with? Yes. Like you didn't even have any kind of deep conversations with men? No, not at all. So she knew that you didn't, you had not dated women before, but didn't know that you were not out. She did not know that I wasn't out. We had a conversation once where I was like, I've never had a serious relationship but Mm -hmm. I didn't get into like I've never dated someone because I was terrified of having that conversation like what if she like freaks out and then like I've lost this like female person to talk to and that's a valid fear a lot of us us being any kind of experienced queer person if we're not a jackass we'll be able to help that younger gay person or that newer gay person in a lot of ways even if we maybe don't want to date them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We help them navigate those feelings and like those, mm-hmm. you know, how they're thinking and and all those things to help them hopefully not suffer the way we yeah. did. And I, and I would encourage anybody who's listening who maybe thinks that they might be gay or bi or whatever, find yourself a gay mentor that you trust and just have a moment of vulnerability because in my experience, most people most queer people will help you and they will handle you nicely. They'll be able to offer you advice of any kind that may help you in your situation. 
I've run across very few just straight up jackasses when it comes to this because we've been there. All of us have been there. All yeah. of us. And even if it's just an outlet for you, like if you're just needing to be like, you know what? I need to have this conversation with someone. I might be gay. I might be bi. I might be whatever it is. Like just having someone to talk to makes a world of difference. And I cannot stress that enough to anyone listening who might be like, I need to talk to someone, like yeah. to find someone and, and have that conversation. Do it. And it's scary to try and find someone, but if and when you can find someone, it oh, it just opens up so many doors for you. And you really can't get the same perspective from a straight person. Absolutely not. As you can from a gay person. No. So when I, when I started talking to this girl, um, she lives in, oh, I think, Ohio, Kentucky. If you're listening, I'm sorry. I can't remember what state you live in. Um, I, think it's I hope Ohio. you're listening. Follow yeah. me. <laughs> um but no like we had like you would text like our first conversation on the phone lasted hours we would like facetime a couple times like we had like what i felt was like a relationship an actual connect- line, yeah connection almost relationship mm-hmm. like i knew i wasn't like super naive like i knew yes we live states apart hours True. apart time differences apart but did you think you were in a romantic relationship or a friendship relationship at that point, I thought it was going towards a romantic relationship because we would talk about, oh, I'm going to come visit you. Mm-hmm. You might come visit me. Like we had the conversation like, what if what if we were engaged? What would that look like? Like mm-hmm. we had those like intimate conversations. I thought like really meant something. Yeah. That was like that. I'm like, oh, this is what dating feels like. This is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. You're having those like long term future. Con- like what would if we had kids? Like what would, like we had those conversations, right? You're getting like butterflies and yeah. bumblebees. Yeah, hundred yes. percent. And so that lasted for like February till October when she just like basically stopped talking to me. And I finally called her out on it and I was like, hey, we need to talk. Like I don't understand. And she's like, well and like realistically, right? Different states, different time zones. Sure. She's like, well, I'm going back to school. Um, I should not have the time to like, do this kind of relationship, whatever. And but she like, did still ghost you. Basically, yeah. I mean, t- we still talk to this day. Like, we're still, like, on social media friends. Like, w- like we just texted the other day about some, like, TV show we used to watch. But, um. That's cool. Um, yeah, in that moment, I was just gutted. Like, absolutely. Like, I thought I was going to go, like, visit this person and, like, stay in their house and see their world. And now, all of a sudden, like, that's just completely not an option and so that was October and also like in that summer I was one of my friends from college had come home and who was a male and I was like we were talking all the time we were texting mm-hmm. all the time hanging out and I was like oh do I like do I like am I bi like oh, do I like because you you were actually hanging out with a man yeah. for like the first time yeah like a, it was yep. it was never sexual but I was like oh you're super funny we chat all the time. We hang out. Mm-hmm. But I was also talking to this other, this female. And I was like having these like weird conflicted. Yeah. Am, am I bi? Which is obviously nothing wrong with that. But I didn't have anyone to, I didn't have anyone to talk to about either of these people in my life who I was having these strong conflicting feelings mm-hmm. for. When I first started figuring out that I was gay, I was 19, I think. And my mom asked me, what is the difference between a girlfriend and a best friend besides the sex? And my answer was the sex. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And, but really at that point, I didn't know because like I'm 19, 19 year olds don't know anything. Right. Really? Sorry guys. You You don't, don't. you you got a long way. You'll get there. Yeah. You know a lot for being 19 maybe, 
But the difference is the emotional level which you can connect with another person. And so I do believe that any one of us can fall in love with any gender. I believe it's the person that you fall in love with and that you develop a relationship with and a romantic feelings with. But overall, I think that our personalities and our desires do tend to one gender or another, no matter female, male, gay, straight, whatever. Like, I, I think we all have our preferences, but I think it's completely natural for us to question that. Like, oh, I like this guy. Does that mean I'm straight? Yeah. Or are we friends? Because I like this girl and I know that we're friends, but I also know that I want to be more than friends. But yeah. do I want to be more than friends with this guy? And I, I do think that it's natural for every single queer person to have that moment for a second. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to put her on the spot because I know Ashley has a perfect story about this. Oh, yeah. So like I've been gay for like most of my life, but... This one time, I think I was like 27. I might've been 28, but I think I might've been 27. I was like on this awful date with this awful girl. We were like in a club and she was like, can I invite my ex-boyfriend here? And she like, she also like cried multiple times on this date. And I'm like, yes, please bring him here. Have him take you home. I don't even know what we're doing right now. If anybody ever cries on your first date, Dear Lord, run Leave away. Immediately. Like at, at one point she was even like, Oh, like you really know how to dress. I think I love you. I'm no, like, no, oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. First date. First, no, it wasn't even a first date. I had met her at a wine tasting and she seemed cool there. So I was like, do you want to go to the secondary location with just me to get to know each other better? So it wasn't oh, no. even like a first date. I just like, we we'd taken an Uber together. <laughs> like You got Ted Mosby's. <laughs> Yikes. Um, okay. Yeah. So, and then we got there and then like all of this came out. She still lived with the ex-boyfriend, basically complete disaster. And so I was like, yes, invite your ex-boyfriend here. And at this point I'm like, maybe like, I don't even want to be gay. Like this is ridiculous. Like I feel like straight people could pick up anyone so much easier than this. And it would just be like a hookup. That's a valid point. I've had someone tell me that dating a woman ended so badly. That's why she no longer dates women. I but what her female relationship was so bad and so like mentally and phys not physically but like mentally emotionally abusive she's like I will never date another woman again actually no I do know like multiple women though that every time that have told me like every time they break up with a woman they have to date a man for like six months like because it's just like so much emotionally easier that just doesn't seem like a good use of time in the long run no I mean to like take a six month break if you're like, but like, yeah, but like you probably need to take a six month break anyways. So like, I mean, I understand that to a degree because again, like it goes back to the emotional men are just, I feel easier. Like they say what they think, they think what they say and women are like, well, it's fine. It's okay. Let's just maybe not talk about our feelings and we'll just be angry with each other. Or <laughs> let's talk about our feelings every day. Women are difficult. I agree. That's what I'm saying. I understand I'm going to date a man for a minute and not be emotionally drained. Yeah. There's an appeal. All right. Do you want me to finish my story? I do because it's okay. so good. <laughs> so this girl was a train wreck and I was like, okay, like dating a guy has got to be better than this. Like, <laughs> um, and basically like as I was thinking about that, like this guy that was like objectively like good looking, like walked up to me and he was like, can I buy you a drink? And I was like, 
I need another drink. So yes. Um, and so he like bought me a drink and then he like asked me to dance and I'm like, okay, like this isn't awful. Um, and it's then, not the worst. It's not awful. It was not awful. Okay. Just want to clarify that for the record. But earlier in the night, my experience with a woman had been awful. Awful. Terrible. Yeah. And women, they're not for everyone. So then he was like, do you want to go back to my place? We'll have to be quiet because like I have a roommate. And I'm like, no, but I live down the street if you want to come back to mine. Because in my head, like in my drunk brain, I was like, this is safer if I bring him him like back to my house versus like. Well, because then it's a one on one instead of a one on two. Yeah. Um, So we went back to my house we were like in at, at all points during this entire conversation like from the minute I met him I was like I'm a lesbian and he was like that's fine with me and I'm like okay that just <laughs> then, means also have sex with you because you have a vagina and yes. yeah so like and like so like we're like starting to hook up and I'm like I don't I don't know what we're doing here and he was like it's fine like don't worry about it and like it it wasn't bad like it wasn't good but it wasn't horrible so like, I'm sorry I'm, the sex yeah Okay. Um, at one point he was like, do you want to get on top? And I'm like, that mm. is way too like advanced for me. No, like this is enough. Too much talking. Yeah, know how to use your penis. What is he? Okay. So he just got a free lay and wants to do zero work. Yeah. Come on, dude. Be better. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, anyways, sorry, carry on. Anyway, it was not, it was, it was right. not terrible. And then, so like we go to sleep, we wake up the next day. Um, he's still there, which I've been told by straight women is like weird. Like, I guess he should have left in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, but oh, he's no. he's still there. And then he was like, do you want to go get brunch? And I was like, yeah, like, let's go get brunch. So we go out and I was like, okay, like, I don't feel great about this. But like, I don't always feel great after one night stands anyways. So like, maybe that's part of it. And then like, we're sitting at brunch and I like, while we're sitting at brunch, I see two lesbian couples like walk Aww. by our table. West Hollywood, like, everyone. Yeah. And they're like holding hands. And I'm like, I'm like, no, it's like, it's not just even the sex. It's like, oh, I was, I, I was watching like these girls go by and I'm like, oh, like, no, like, that's what I want. I don't want to be here with this like random guy that I don't even want to t- like hear talk about like search engine optimization. Like I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who does? Yeah. I'm like, I want to be like holding hands, drinking mimosas with a girl. Like, Aww. and so like, I feel like sexuality is not just sex. And I feel like what I learned from this whole situation and why I'm fine with not being a gold star lesbian is I learned that it's not just sex. It's like, there's so much more that goes into sexuality. It's not just sex. sex. Yes. It's not just sex. My 19 year old brain thought it was sure. Well, for me, like when I was having those moments of, am I bi? Do I like this guy? Do I like this girl? I had this moment where I was like, I can never see myself being intimate and not in the sexual way, but like cuddling on the couch and telling them about my day and like Mm. having those in-depth intimate conversations with a man that I can easily see myself having with a woman like I can't see myself like holding hands with a guy walking down the street where I can very easily see that with a woman so that's kind of Mm. when I was like oh no I'm I'm not bi that's how I knew I didn't like the guy I was like oh that's like okay that's that avenue is closed for sure it's definitely women for me because I needed that intimacy that I knew I couldn't get from a man. That makes complete sense. And I think a lot of us are in that boat. So that's when I was like, okay, women only, even though this girl just crushed my heart, even though we had never actually met, Mm. which I feel like 
is a thing for lesbians. That's a thing for all people because you do still have your emotions and your thoughts wrapped up in that person, even if, if you've never met them. Like you were talking for six months or something. Yeah, and we talked on the phone for hours. We mm-hmm. had the whole like FaceTime, Skype, like had those like deep, intimate conversations. And even if you weren't in a relationship, even if it was just a friendship or whatever, anytime you lose a person from your life like that, it is jarring. Whether you're in a relationship, whether it's a friend, sometimes even if it's just a coworker, any kind of loss like that is meant to be felt. Because you go from talking either it's via text or on the phone or in person Mm -hmm. to then nothing. And this person that has consumed a lot of your time is no longer there. And it's like this huge loss that you have to fill, right? Like, yes. And that's something that's, I think, I think that's one of the reasons why lesbians stay friends is because you have created this intimate, Mm -hmm. emotional connection and you've shared months, years, whatever it is. And you don't want to lose that connection. Like, you're not going to have sex, obviously, but you're still going to have... Unless you get a little too tipsy. <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. Um, but, you know, you're still going to have, like, for me personally, like, when you know, when you and I broke up, I didn't want to lose that friendship. Right. I didn't want to lose the years of history that we had. I didn't want to lose, you know, the... What we had, you know, built over, you know, four plus years of having known each other. And, right, because, you know, Amy was involved with my family like she came over to everyone's birthday she lived with me for like a year ish even after we broke up and so she was ingrained like in my family we were on the same kickball team because this is sacramento and we're all gay and we're all playing kickball um and you know we had we had the same circle of friends we you know we worked together Mm -hmm. on the same building but same company and there's just this level of being connected that you just, that doesn't go away. Camden loves Amy, loves her. And so I do think that that's important to keep that kind of relationship, even though like we're not having sex. Yeah. I think it's a learning curve. Oh, absolutely. We all have. all of our friends can attest to that. Oh, sweet Jesus. Our friends are so sick of us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. And I will say, and you can do this if you want to, but I will say, we didn't go about it the healthiest way. Oh, you think? <laughs> Either. I mean, me living there and then yeah, multiple years of, of fights and mm-hmm. this is what we should have done. And if you'd only done this, like, yeah, we were still very much ingrained in each other's lives when we should have taken a very large step back, but didn't. I mean, ultimately, I think now we have a much healthier relationship and I'm obviously here in your girlfriend's apartment and you yeah. have my girlfriend and, you know, whatnot, but it's very much a healthier place to be than it was a year ago or two years ago. Yeah, completely. Like we ripped off the band-aid as slow as humanly possible. <laughs> yeah. One hair at a time. And also, I think at least for me, you had become the person that I would turn to, right? Like I had my Massachusetts family and everything. And then moving back here, I met Amy the winter that I moved back to California. And so like our friends group kind of developed all within the first the first few months of that, like while I was meeting Amy, we met a couple of our other friends as well. And then, you know, enter Lisa and some of these other folks, Bronwyn a year or so later. But, you know, I, I personally had a terrible time differentiating between my life in Massachusetts and my life now. And where did my loyalties lie and who should I trust? And I will tell you, I have massive trust issues. 
and it takes me a very long time. And that's something that I've put legitimate effort into over the last five years to learn how to trust people because I didn't like, there was a time that Amy asked me, who do I tell my secrets to? And I'm like, my counselor. And no, that's not how an adult is supposed to live. It's not the healthiest. No. And so, you know, Amy and I have had a lot of ups and downs. I think we've done some very cool things. We've also been in bad fights that I like, I think we're both embarrassed of. And I think that over the process, we've both learned a ton and that we are now both much better people because of that. Oh, absolutely. I remember like growing up when I would see my parents fight, it was always a just massive blow up fight. So it's that was all I knew. Mm-hmm. And I remember having some of those with you and you would just be like, you can't just yell at me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, like, hold on. I'm like, no, I can't like, and that was like, a huge learning thing for me was like, oh, how do you healthily mm-hmm. have a fight? How yeah. do you have those conversations without yelling and throwing things? And like, oh, mm-hmm. this is how you do it in a normal, healthy relationship. Like, and I mean, I don't know that any of us really learn how to fight great from our parents, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but we have very different communication styles. And so when, when there's an issue, folks, I would usually rather discuss it later after everyone has calmed down, especially if there's alcohol involved. Amy is the type who very much wants to resolve it right now. Right here, right now. Why are you mad at me? What did I do wrong? Let's talk about it. I don't want to go to bed Mm -hmm. not knowing what the problem is. I want to fix it right now. And then I'm coming from, if you try and come at me, this is going to explode. Yeah. Wait 12 hours until the morning. Yeah. Those clash. I would like to point out that I'm even more more further the other direction. What other direction? I thought that was only two directions. Where I'm like, you can't bring up anything until three days later. Oh, I could not handle that. The amount of stuff that I have heard three days after a podcast if, gets released. <laughs> if it, because sure. because if, it doesn't, if it doesn't still bother you, Three days later, it doesn't matter. And it's only the stuff that matters to you three days later that you like need to discuss. Right. No, I mean, I get that to an extent. Um, I had a conversation with Amy recently and I was like, the thing, something she said like kind of bothered me. I didn't say anything at first. And a couple of days later, I was like, I need to talk to you about something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, is it worth having a conversation about or am I just overreacting about something I need to like be an adult and let it go? Completely. Yes. So that was something that I had to process myself. And then I was like, no, I was hurt by this. I need to talk to you about it. I mean, a conversation. And, and was then, it a real thing? Um, it was something that. Was it a miscommunication? Yeah, yeah, it was essentially miscommunication. She thought she said something that I was offended by. And then I said, hey, you said offend me. And she's like, oh, well, here's why I said it. And I was like, oh, well, that's actually not the reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, oh, well, that makes sense. And I was yeah. like, okay, cool. Now we're fine. And one of my things with you Like I, you know, when Amy and I met, I had just moved six months earlier from Massachusetts. I restarted my entire life. Right. 10 years of your life was essentially stopped. Now you've gotten this. Right. You're living back at home with mom and Nana. No friends of my own. No friends of your own. So, sorry. No, no, no. That's completely right. But And when I met Amy, I didn't know she liked me. Nana (laughs) had to tell me. At the dinner table- Nana turns to me and was like, 
yeah, of course Amy likes you. And I'm like, no, I think she just wants friends. Like Yuba City doesn't have anybody. And so that's why she's so fine coming down to Sacramento. Like we're all hanging out. We're all watching a movie. And Nana like slams down her butter knife and is like, Catherine, that girl likes you. Nobody is coming down here to visit you because they like your friends. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. So, yeah, so that girl, like, I'm going to say, quote, broke up with me in October. And oh, yeah, yeah, the Twitter girl. Yeah, that, yeah, the Twitter girl. And then I was kind of like, well, Ubisoft, there was, like, no lesbians. None. It's not, Zero. that's not an exaggeration. It's Amy. Yeah, it's just me, the one. There might somewhere be a gay farmer. There might be a gay, but for the most part, it's just me. Mm -hmm. There's nothing anymore. And so I was like, I have to find gay people. Because at this point, I had three friends who I came out to. And by the way, I didn't come out saying I'm gay. I came out to you by saying, there's this person I like who's a female. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's how I came out to like, yeah. my three closest friends. And if you're listening and you're having a hard time coming out, like, oh, it's rough. Like, it's one of those things where it's scary. It's super scary. And those three people that I chose to tell, I knew they would have my back. Mm -hmm. I knew they would be like, cool. What's her name? Tell me about her. Like I knew they would have zero problem with it. Yep. And that was completely accurate. They were all amazing about it. They were all like, tell me about her, what you do. Like, how do you feel? Blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like, like they would have, if it had been any other guy. Right. And so, only my three closest people in my life knew that I was gay, but I couldn't say the word gay for probably six months. And then at least at least probably. Yeah, you're right. Um, Enter so, me. Yeah. <laughs> so then I finally found um, this meetup group, this LGBT group in Sacramento. And I was like, I'm going to break my little introvert soul and and go to this group. And I walked in to this bar and I literally turned around and walked out. And I was like, I had this like almost panic attack. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God, like. I don't know. I literally don't know anyone here. I've never been to this part of Sacramento before. I like, I was freaking out. And then I was like, I was so nervous to go to that thing by myself. I brought Jennifer, your straight sister, my straight sister. <laughs> and this was at a straight bar. This was just like, like at yeah. a common bar. Yeah. It wasn't a gay we bar. We were in the corner. There was like games and stuff, yeah. pinball, cornhole, whatever. So I finally like get up the courage to go back inside. I sit with some people, um, Steph, who we still hang out with kickball, um, nice. Ari, um, yep. those people and I remember like sitting with this group of people and more people are coming in and I'm just it's like this huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders because I was mm -hmm. like these are my people yeah. like this is what it feels like like this is what like home feels like and like mm -hmm. a very corny cheesy sense of the term but like but I also had, completely true yeah I had never ever had that feeling before and I was like oh this is what it's like I can be me 100% without apologies, without any strings attached. Like this yeah. is who I can be. And these are the people that I can be safe with. Yeah. And that's, I remember you showing up and our friend Jordan showed up that mm -hmm. night and that's kind of how everything started. And then we started talking and one thing led to another. And I super liked you literally that night that I saw you. It's true. It's true. And we hung out a bunch. We hang out. We did trivia with Steph and Jordan. At the meetup which was a uh, republic republic that was the name of the bar once we started like playing jenga and i started like talking to people because i was nervous as anything to get there but then as soon as i got there and started talking to people i'm like oh okay great i'm fine and jennifer and i just hung out and we made friends with folks amy was one of the folks we talked to a whole bunch of other 
awesome people. And I invited a few folks out to the Merc because it was only seven o'clock on a Saturday. Like, yeah, let's was- like, let's go to the Merc, which is our classic gay bar down the street. You've heard us rant about it. And so Amy, I invited Amy, like really not thinking that she would come because she was from Yuba City and I knew she had an hour to drive home. And Amy showed up to the Merc and brought yeah. like four people with her. Yeah. And that's what you do when right. you're a lesbian and, and you like somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and I offered to get her a drink. And sadly, I was in line to get a drink for like an hour. Yeah. Like 45 minutes. And so, then you were like, yeah, I have to leave now. <laughs> so like random fun fact, before I even you'd walked in the door, mm-hmm. Steph was talking about how much she hates the Merc. Sure. And am I, I had no idea what she was talking about, Valid. right? Like yeah. I've never been here, never been to a gay bar really. And so fast forward three hours later and you're like, hey, we're going to the Merc. And I was like, oh, that's that place this person doesn't like. <laughs> but I convinced her to go. Nice. <laughs> because yes. I wanted, like I couldn't show up by myself. Like that's just weird. Right. But yeah, Not so that the, weird. Uh, it felt weird. Oh, you were like the cutest, shyest little gay. And I was like, I absolutely will invite her because I can tell she, that she's she needs he- friends. No, well, okay, no, that just sounds mean. But like, I can, t- I could tell you were out of your element, but that you were trying so hard to be brave. And I was like, I'm from here. I know the Merc. She clearly doesn't like invite her to the next thing. That's all we need, right? Like, yeah. just a little bit of niceness. Yeah. And but then you were brave because the next day you messaged me like through the meetup app. You can message anybody who was at that party you went to yeah Yeah. and it was like oh hey it was awesome hanging out with you and we just kind of started chatting through there but then our friend group started hanging out together yeah we're starting trivia blue q with like steph and i forget who else was there but yeah the we tracy oh yeah tracy was there who i now think goes by phoenix i think they use gender gender neutral haven't seen them in a while but yeah and then one thing led to another and then lesbians happened and Amy fought off a bat for me, (laughs) a literal winged mammal that was trying to infect us with rabies. That's true. I did do that. We were at my friend's cabin watching Star Wars on the, in the loft of whatever, just like hanging out. And Amy sees this thing out of the corner of her eye. And at first I was like, that's a big moth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then she sees it again. And like, meanwhile, I don't know. Like I'm watching Han Solo and whatnot. Yeah, kicking ass. And so Amy's like, oh my God, that's a bat. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like, no, you're crazy. (laughs) There's no way it's a bat. No, it was a friggin' bat. And Amy battled it with a push broom, a tennis racket, and we had one door to get it out of. Yeah. The windows all had screens out of it. No clue how it came in. Like, I was about ready to throw up. She was ready to just literally get in the car and leave. That's right. And I was like, um, our ice chest is there. Our uh, we air mattresses. It. We could buy a new one. <laughs> our air mattresses are back up in the loft. Yep. Like, nope. It's all right. It's midnight practically. Like we can't just We leave. have headlights. <laughs> it's fine. No, Amy battled a bat and I wish I had pictures of it because like she would go after the bat and be like, oh, and, yeah. and like almost throw up and be like, okay, I'm going to do it again. And I think that's also when I knew she liked me because you don't just battle a bat for anyone. That's true. I'll never forget pinning it with this push broom in like the raft. And, and then I we had like, teamwork. And then, no. Yes, I opened <laughs> the door for you. 
<laughs> what? No. Your memory is clearly wrong. You never left the loft. No. Really? Correct. <laughs> oh. That's not how I remember. That's how I know what happened. Okay, so you pinned the so back. I pinned it, and then we have like the front door. And this open. is a two-story cabin. Yeah, it's yeah, it has a loft and huge vaulted ceilings because of the loft. And I get it pinned by the door. And I remember pinning it, and then I'm like, well, now what the fuck do I do? <laughs> Yeah. Like, how do you just like, get the bat to leave? But luckily, I was able to, like, kind of, like, push it out the door. And then we slammed the door shut. And Yeah, we. See? I was downstairs. I slammed the door <laughs> shut. And then you came downstairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, that story. <sighs> no. 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 I'm just glad we didn't get the rabies. Sure. Though that would be a story to tell. <laughs> Yeah, but so, oh. so last night I made a joke oh, about God. a millipede mm-hmm. eating us in our sleep and she threatened to Crawling leave. in my ear to eat my brain. I, is did, not, what she, I did not say that. Yes, you I did. did. I said, I said, I said something about like now the millipede, like now that millipede can't eat us in our sleep. Mm-hmm. And you were like, don't even joke about that. I will leave. <laughs> I did say that. I believe that. And I said it a little bit it was rude. A millipede. It was like that big. Well, it Catherine will not kill spiders, so. It did run I very- killed a spider the other day because Douglas was afraid. <laughs> Douglas comes in running. He's like, Catherine, arachnid, arachnid. <laughs> like, yeah, you're the boy. Yes. Kill it. And he's like, no, no. And I just turn like, Ashley? She's like, nope. Not just- I was working. Yeah. And so mm. I killed it. Almost there threw was so up. so much screaming and so much like almost vomiting that I like I really wish that I'd seen the size of the spider. It was like the size of a quarter, but it was like it a black was hairy the one, size like, of like half of a dime. Everyone in Australia is making fun of us. Oh my god, they're like really any tropical country as well. No, like, two full-grown adults screaming full. and almost vomiting for like <laughs> they're twenty disgusting. minutes. They're disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-mm. yeah so that, that's essentially the weekend that we started actually dating which yeah. then led to me telling my mom coming out to my mom because i was like i'm not gonna date someone who's closeted but i said it much nicer i think much nicer um because you told me like you were so nervous to tell me that you really hadn't dated anyone before yeah and we, we had, were in san francisco yeah we had taken like a day trip to san francisco and we were like I don't know, on the pier ocean or something. We were in that little landing, like where you can see um, the Golden Gate off to your right, mm-hmm. like down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golden Gate and Park. I, it was like the same yeah. conversation that I had with the Ohio girl. Like I've never really- And I handled it like an adult and she didn't. No. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> yeah, stop talking. <laughs> no, it was just that same level of fear. Like what if, now I made this connection in real life, like, person to person like i can see you i can touch you i can like hug you but now i might scare you away by telling you that i'm 26 whatever i was and i've never and i like literally just came out six months ago like that's a lot for someone to handle and it's a lot for someone to process and be like oh do i want to date someone who's not really out but kind of out like how like how did i respond uh you were like okay (laughs) Yeah, I was like patting her leg. I'm like, it's going to be okay. And I knew that you were worried and you were like kind of on the verge of tears. And I was like, that's fine. Like, 
that's not going to scare me off. But then over like the next two to three months, I encouraged you to come out mostly because I knew you were living a lie. Like you were living a double life. The person that you are with your friends and the person that you are around your parents oh, absolutely. and, and, even and the parents of- who didn't or and the friends who didn't know you were out. Yeah. And all of my like straight high school friends that I had known for years. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I was, I was living this super double life. I would come to Sacramento and we would, you know, date and whatnot. And then I would go home to my parents who thought that I was just going to Sacramento to have fun with this girl named Katie. And <laughs> like, she's a fun girl. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I was waiting for her to see what Ashley did. Oh no! Uh, no, she's a fun girl. Um, I agree. But yeah, so I I was, and it was like it was like the most emotional, rough six months that I think I've experienced. Like because going home and pretending to be this person while knowing full well I'm not at all this straight person. And you were also excited to finally have your first girlfriend. And even when I would go up to Yuba City, you'd just be like, yeah, this is my friend, which like I've been there before. Like that's fine to a certain extent, but it was wearing on you. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. Like, it, you know, you, you still had to live there and you were coming down. You were coming down a lot. I was every there three, weekend. three to four days a week, the weekends. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was there a, a ton. And so finally I came out, I came out to my mom first and then I came out to my dad second because I was more scared of, of his reaction. My mom had always said, cause like she, like she would hear stories about how gay parents just own their children. Like, you know, that bullshit. And she would always say, I love you no matter what. Like I will mm-hmm. always love you. And I was like, well, I hope that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and, and even then, then she was like, well, I need to think about this. Like mm-hmm. basically it was her response. Like I need to figure out how to process But this. also part of her response was don't tell your father. True. Yeah, no, very true. She's like, well, yeah, don't tell your dad. That's terrible. <laughs> Agreed. But she thought the same thing. She thought for sure yeah. he would have an explosive reaction. She thought he would kick me out of the house, which mm-hmm. I thought that too. Yep. So the night that I was finally like, no, like I can't do this anymore. I can't keep living this lie. I texted one of my friends. I was like, hey, I'm telling my dad tonight. Can I crash with you if I have to? And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Like 100%. And he was actually more chill than I thought yeah. he would be. He was like, well, no one hangs out that much with a friend. They're not dating. <laughs> <laughs> and essentially he was like, well, you're my only daughter. I don't love it, but I love you. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of, you know, what I've experienced and he's always been very accepting of he's very accepting of you like when you moved he was like oh i'll help katie move he, he did like, come help yeah yeah and he offered to like rewire my lights one yeah, time yeah yeah he's always been like accepting in the way that i think he th- knows how to be like he's never really said he's never said your girlfriend he's never said gay mm-hmm. um, neither of my parents have ever used either of those words um i have gotten on my mom's case more about like um like she was like, oh, how's your friend Amy? And I was like, you mean my girlfriend? So you've been dating for a year? Yeah. And she's like, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But um, I mean, I know we have different opinions on that because your mom was like, yeah. you're gay. Come out of the closet. Well, and I also lived with the, you know, strict Irish Catholic family for 10 years that right. I just didn't want to do that again. And right. I've seen the damage that 
that kind of thinking can cause to the actual gay person whose life this is. Right. And, you know, I know I was mad for you when you came out to some of your friends and they didn't just make one comment of why didn't you tell us earlier? It was multiple of them. It was like three or four of them over and over. It was like, I can't believe you didn't trust me. And they made your coming out story about them. Yeah. What? Like, yeah. Like I, I get it. Like if I was a straight person, like, okay, maybe I would feel a little bit sad, but also hello. Where's the introspection of why didn't this gay person who you've known for 15 years not feel comfortable with you? Yeah. Because you're a bigot. Yeah. Absolutely. No, <laughs> like, absolutely. Because of things you've said in the past. Yeah. That's because why. you've made that's derogatory why, yeah. comments. You've made homophobic yes. comments. Like that's not lost on me. Gay people shouldn't get married. Shouldn't yeah. have kids. Shouldn't get to whatever. And that friends is the reason that I came out to my grandparents in an email from my mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like you have to, and on your coming out day this past year, I was, I made the comment, like, you don't just come out one time. And that to yeah. me is, is probably one of the most frustrating things about being gay is you have to choose when and where and how you come out because it's not mm-hmm. a safe place all the time. Like you have to know, is this person an ally at the bare minimum? Yep. Are they going to make comments to other people? Or am I going to be safe around them after yep. I come out? You know, I switched uh, work groups recently back in October and I knew going into it, it would be a very conservative group. I made the choice very early on not to have my pride flag up at my desk because I just didn't know how people would feel and react and what comments I would hear. You got to read the group. You got to read the group. And when my first day walking in, I walk by someone's desk who has a Trump bobblehead. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, I can't be gay here. Right. Which is mentally taxing Mm -hmm. because then you like... Do you say, oh, I was with my friend this weekend or, oh, right. I'm going to go see my friend at this event or my friend's parents. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's and hard. And it delegitimizes your relationship. Absolutely. And I think especially around the time where we were still talking about gay marriage legalization here in the U.S., I remember being um, at a baseball tournament and just kind of warming up in the outfield and these two women were married And we were talking about how a common trope we hear all the time is, well, why do you have to use the term wife? It's like, well, because she's my wife. Because we live together. Because it is the same as a straight relationship. But if if you're at work constantly saying my friend, you are living in fear of that retribution. And it's a real fear because if your manager is any kind of conservative, they can and will a lot of times, even if they don't, deliberately mean to they can hamper your career absolutely in an instant and that's something that i've when i was working at the golf course and we were dating i I didn't tell anyone i was gay until i knew i was leaving basically right because not that i could go anywhere in the company but like i just didn't want these conservative men Mm -hmm. making shitty comments about who i was dating like i don't want to go to work for eight hours and then hear these bullshit comments like and this is not just a random thought you have you know that they're capable of these crappy comments because you've heard them talk about other gay people. You've heard them make either racist comments, homophobic comments, sexist comments. Like, you know, the comments are there inside their mind. Absolutely. 
and you just don't want to make yourself a target of them. Completely understandable. But I also think like to this day, five and a half years later, one of the happiest I have ever seen you was when we were at Tracy's that night. So in Yuba City, these are Amy's friends. And this is the first time that I had ever been around Amy's friends and Amy's group of people like in her hometown. And I had never seen her talk and laugh and be so vocal all at one night. And I just remember sitting across the table, like looking at her like, what? And you were in your element. You were cracking jokes left and right. You had this massive smile on your face and everyone was just having a good time. I was cracking jokes. I'm like, okay, this is cool. But really officially, none of those people knew that you were gay until later that night because you were having such a great time. And I think maybe for the first time ever, you had both the person you were dating and all of your people all in the same spot. And that is what life should be about. Oh, 100%. It was that moment of, these are my friends who I've gone on vacation with, had birthday parties with, have laughed with, have cried with for 15 plus years. Yeah, you've known them since you were in elementary school. Exactly, exactly. And now all of a sudden, like, my worlds are colliding in the best possible way. Like, I still wasn't officially out to them, but in my head, like, I have my partner with me, I have my best friends with me, and I'm having a great night. Even though, yes, technically for the first few hours, I was still like living that lie, if you will. But like in my head, in that moment, everything was coming together and everything felt just like like how it should feel. Absolutely. And I would not even say living a lie because I think maybe you were a little bit nervous when we first got there, but pretty quickly, like you were still holding my hand. You were still trying to kiss me and you didn't care maybe for the first time ever. And by the end of the night- you're like, yeah, no, that's my girlfriend. And everyone was like, what? what? And all of the women in the room, you guys, <laughs> all of the women whisked Amy into a back room to grill her for like 20 minutes. And so I'm stuck out in the living room with the men folk talking about baseball. Yeah. being like, yeah. How about them giants? Yeah. <laughs> Not only I'm gay, folks, yeah. it's her too. Yeah, yeah. We're, We come in packs. <laughs> right, we come in packs. <laughs> It's a buy one, get one free situation. Exactly. It's like Kohl's. <laughs> yeah. Kohl's, the only store that pays you to shop there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think you've come a long way since we first met. I think you're much happier. Absolutely. And I think you've learned a ton just along your coming out journey. I think you still have more to go. I think your parents have a long way to go. And I think that you've got hills coming up in front of you, but I think you're also much better able equipped to handle those right now. And then also like Amy likes you, right? Yeah. Clearly, <laughs> like yeah. clearly your girlfriend that's, likes you. That's a bonus you guys, right? Your girlfriend likes you. Heck yeah. Uh, and you've been living together for a while and you're about to go into like your next house or wherever you're moving to. Yeah. Where you can rejoin the, the lesbians of the greater Sacramento area and exactly. not be way out in the, yeah. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. No, like, when I was like coming out and having those moments of not feeling whole, basically not feeling mm-hmm. like I was living the life I should be living. I remember when you know we first started dating and I was suddenly kind of surrounded by other people on the LGBT spectrum, right? Like mm-hmm. 
we had these moments of I was just feeling like this is the life I should be living. I remember thinking you know, I played softball with you on the women's yep. lesbian league. Yep. I joined the other softball co-ed team, all, you know, all fe- fellow gays. That's right. But I remember talking to one of my straight friends. And again, this goes back to oh, yeah. straight people. Well, I mean, they can be good listeners if they're good allies. They will just never understand what you're going through. And I'll never forget. Yeah. I messaged my friend and I was like, hey, like I might be joining this like LGBT basketball league. And her response was, why does it have to be gay? Yeah. And I was like. Because of questions like well, that. Because I'm gay. <laughs> right. Like. And every minority out there should be able to have a safe space. Exactly. 100%. 100%. This is not like a snowflake issue. This yeah. is, I just want to go about my daily life without having someone be a complete asshole to me. Yeah. I want to feel safe. I want to feel like I'm being in an inclusive environment. I don't want to feel like an outcast because I simply want to go play basketball. <laughs> you know, like I want to be around people who are like me, who are mm-hmm. gay, who mm-hmm. are out and proud and living living that life. Right. And learning from each other. Exactly. And learning like, that it's okay to be yourself. I have learned and grown so much because of our friend group. Oh yeah. Like I, I 100% would not be the person I am today if it wasn't for people like um, Ashley and Hannah or Stefan Bronwyn mm-hmm. or Lisa. Like I, I know I wouldn't be because I've learned, I've watched them be like the strong um, gay people that they are. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's how I want to be. I want to be that confident as Bronwyn when she talks about things. I want to be that smart as Lisa is when she talks about whatever, like that's the person I want to be. And you can only be that when you're surrounding yourself with those kind of people. Yes. Surround yourself with the people that you want to be like, and you will pick up their traits. You will learn from them. You can grow as a group together throughout life. Absolutely. And I feel the same way about, some of the gay people that I met when I was 18, 19, 20 years old. And I didn't know about being gay. I had to leave my house and leave my family in order for me to have enough space to try and become my own person. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this, but when we first started meeting and we were going to spoken word and stuff like fairly regularly and you guys, I'm not embarrassed about it. I bought a vest for poetry. She, she sure did. And I think it looks decent on me. And, you know, the hat game at, at the spoken word is great. Strong. I was going there and I was hanging out with my lesbian friends and I was living at Nana's house for a little while. And one night, Nana asked mom, hey, does Kate seem a little more gay to you? <laughs> <laughs> What? And in my mind, I'm like, I have not lived here for 10 years. 10 years. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. What? (laughs) Of course I'm more gay. And also I am more gay when I hang out with my gay friends. Yeah. It's true. I am currently wearing a backwards baseball hat and Nikes. Yeah. That's that's real gay. Drinking a cider. (laughs) Well, like when we went to Stefan Brown's wedding. Yes. You wore a bow tie that we tied on the way to the ceremony i wore a vest and a tie like Mm. i would have never worn that five years ago oh yeah but also because it was a gay wedding we all had carte blanche to be our gayest self gayest self and i loved that it was so cool yeah absolutely i 
I think that's like one of the safest places I've ever felt mm -hmm. was at their wedding. Mm -hmm. And we gayed it up. We sure did. How's your shoulder, by the way? Great. Mm. She's asking me that because I was breakdancing. A little drunk. A lot drunk. It worked for me. Okay, so let's circle it back. I'm gay. <laughs> In Massachusetts, we had a song. I'm gay, you're gay, everybody's gay, gay. I'm gay, you're gay, everybody's gay, gay. And they're like foot stomping. And it was an actual musician who came up with the lyrics to that splendid song. Shout out to Jenny. She sounds great. Like she sounds great when she sings it and it sounds badass. And we're at this party one time in my kitchen and um, all of my friends are over. And so one of my friends, straight man starts yelling, straights up in the house, she straights up in the house. It was his counter chant to us. I'm gay, you're gay, everybody's gay, gay. And like, those kind of moments of your youth when you're still figuring out who you are and you're just having a good time surrounded by people you know want to be around you are irreplaceable. And those are the moments where we grow and we are able to have stories like this. So circling back, I have watched Amy grow as a person over the last five and a half years and she's made huge strides. The odds were stacked against her being a gay person in a rural county to conservative parents, an only child to older parents. And yet she has made strides every year to make her own life better, to make her social life better, to get her own self into a happier place so that she can actually live the life she wants being the person she wants with the person she wants and who brings the best out of her. It's been fun to watch. I better still be invited to your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get in shape so I can actually so you can break dance through and not hurt your shoulder. Yeah, that's <laughs> the one. So a couple key points. Coming out is scary, but it's it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it in the long run because the internalized homophobia that you have from keeping your secret from the people you love the most will destroy you faster than being kicked out of your house will. Absolutely. It will destroy your mental, physical, any kind of emotional relationships you have will be detrimental if you don't come out. Now, keep in mind, you have to come out in a place you know you can safely come out. Like, don't come out if your parents are going to freak out, but have an outlet. Find someone to talk to. Find like-minded individuals. Exactly. Who can give you the time to listen and the respect that you deserve so that you can ask the questions that can be hard to ask because there's a lot of them. When we're taking this journey on our own, it can be very hard. As soon as you start getting a couple of friends or family members behind you, it lightens the load like you wouldn't believe. Then you will be better able to soar anywhere you wanna go. We've laughed, we've cried, we've given our advice. We've given advice. Now go forth and live with pride. Yeah, live with pride. Yeah.
out to a dog.